It's Eat Right Radio. It's all about eating right. Produced with the help of our friends at the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. Here's Melanie Cole, MS. With all the focus on weight in our society, it isn't surprising that millions of people fall prey to fad diets and bogus weight loss products. Conflicting claims, testimonials, and hype by so-called experts can confuse even the most informed consumers. The bottom line is simple. If a diet or product sounds too good to be true, it probably is. My guest today is Lisa Simperman. She's a clinical dietitian at University Hospital's Case Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Lisa. So let's talk about fad diets. There's so many. You see them at late night, magic pills, magic diets, burn belly fat. Tell us a little bit about some of the most famous fad diets and whether or not they truly do work. You know what? Options are ever expanding for people who want to follow the latest diet trend. And for registered dietitians, a lot of these diet fads and trends are like nails on a chalkboard. Um, it almost seems as if we're always combating these myths that are out there. Um, some of the most popular things going on right now, just to name a few, are the paleo diet. Um, also, beverages are huge right now, such as bulletproof coffee or bone broth. Um, and again, those are simply a few of the things that are out there right now. Okay, so if, let's just start with a few of them, right? Let's mm -hmm. talk about the Atkins diet. Let's start with that one. The Atkins so, diet, really high protein, all that sort of thing. Tell us about the Atkins diet and why this diet really doesn't work in the long term. You know, the Atkins diet has been around for a really long time, and it always seems to kind of ebb and flow in popularity. Um, the Atkins diet traditionally is very, very high in protein and saturated fat uh, and low in carbohydrate. In fact, in the beginning of the diet, you are consuming little to none uh, carbohydrate foods. Um, the diet is, is not a healthy diet. Um, it's simply not balanced enough to provide individuals with enough nutrients that they need to fuel them adequately throughout the day. The other thing is that carbohydrates have been very much maligned, um, but we know that carbohydrates are the body's preferred energy source. Um, in fact, your brain needs at least 150 grams of carbohydrate per day to function optimally. So cutting carbohydrates out of your diet is actually detrimental. Um, the key here is to choose the right kinds of carbohydrates. So carbs that are, are full of fiber, such as whole grains and fruit, um, while cutting out carbohydrates that are high in sugar or refined grains. Um, what we're seeing now are, are sort of variations on this high-protein low-carbohydrate trend, um, such as the paleo diet. Well, and people don't realize that a tomato is a carbohydrate and a carrot is a carbohydrate, mm -hmm. and nobody ever got fat eating a carrot and a tomato, but those are both off-limits at the beginning of Atkins. Now, what about something like, I want to try and get through as many of these as we can, Lisa. Mm -hmm. So what about the raw food diet, Who people who think this is going to be great, this is going to be something that's really going to help me get healthy, but it's really hard to do. It is. It's hard to do. And my main issue with the raw food diet is that some of the claims that um, the health claims regarding the raw food diet are unfounded. 
so the fact is, is that some nutrients are actually better absorbed when cooked. For example, you bring up something like carrots. Um, the nutrients, the beta carotene in carrots, is better absorbed when cooked. Um, and an excellent way to cook fruits and vegetables, uh, vegetables in particular, without losing the nutrients is to steam them or roast them. Um, so eating raw foods isn't necessarily always the best option for the healthiest diet. And as you mentioned, it's hard to do, it's very time-consuming, and it may not be palatable to all individuals. So holding that raw foods diet to the highest standard um, is not really useful in getting people to eat the healthiest diet that they can. Now, what about things like the South Beach diet or even mm -hmm. the Mediterranean diet, the Zone diet? They mm -hmm. all have some things in common, those three diets. and But some of them, like the Mediterranean diet, is a great way to eat. So kind of go over those and, and, and give us some of the advantages and disadvantages. So something like the, um, the South Beach diet or the Zone diet, um, they're based on very strict rules. Um, and in some ways, they are similar to the, the Atkins diet in that they reduce overall carbohydrate consumption. Um, I will say, though, that those two diets are, are definitely not in the worst of the bunch. Um, but again, they do apply a somewhat arbitrary set of rules to your eating patterns that may not be most useful in developing an overall healthy eating pattern for the long term. Um, and that truly is, again, one of the main problems with these things. People can follow any set of rules for a short period of time. But the true test of any diet is whether or not you can follow it long term and whether or not it supports your overall health and wellness goals long term, not just your weight loss goals. So any diet can produce weight loss. But we, what we want to know is, can you do it long term? And is it healthy long-term? Um, now, something like the Mediterranean diet is an excellent way to eat. Um, and what we're looking at here is really a dietary pattern that comes from people living along the Mediterranean. Uh, so this isn't so much as an arbitrary set of rules, but a cultural dietary pattern that individuals have followed for many, many years. And what we know is that these people who have followed this diet um, live long, healthy lives. Uh, and when we put the Mediterranean diet to the test in research studies, what we're seeing is that it does have significant benefits in terms of reducing risk for heart disease and even in preventing chronic diseases like diabetes or in, in improving uh, diabetes control. Now, what about things like some diet programs, Weight Watchers, Nutrisystem? I myself mm -hmm. did Weight Watchers, and, and I thought that it really put me into a good place where I was accountable for my own actions. What do you think about following one of those, you know, rule-based plans? Well, one of the main advantages of something like that is the group support that those uh, programs offer you. Um, what we know, again, is that having someone to be accountable to, as you said, is one of the most important things of sticking with any healthy change. So being in a support group or having someone that you report to, even doing some of these things with a friend 
can make you more accountable and make you more likely to stick to these changes. Um, and again, you know, the programs that you mentioned all have different pros and cons. Uh, something like Weight Watchers, for example, is excellent at teaching people portion control. And I think that we've seen some positive changes in, in Weight Watchers specifically in that it's guiding people towards healthy food choices um, rather than just sort of letting them pick whatever as long as they stay within a certain point. Uh, and it does give you that good guide. Now, in just 30 seconds, Lisa, wrap it mm-hmm. up for us, if you would. Fad diets, the goods and the bads, 30 seconds. You know what? Good nutrition is simple. It's all about making healthy choices, whole grains, a lot of fruits and vegetables, lean protein, and low-fat sources of calcium. Any healthy eating pattern needs to be combined with exercise. Stick with it, and you will live a long and healthy life. Thank you so much. What great information. You're listening to Eat Right Radio with our good friends from the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. For more information, you can go to eatright.org. That's eatright.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening, and stay well. Stay well.